This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Welcome. As, as Roz noted, wanted to start by... Uh, noting, you know, our thoughts are, are with Charlotte County and uh, the reasons that, that we're here in the first place. As excited as we are, as thankful as we are to Disney, to ESPN, Wide World of Sports, um, we also haven't forgotten why we're here and continuing to think about Charlotte County, the surrounding areas that were affected by Hurricane Ian and, and continuing to be affected by Hurricane Ian. So, um, that will remain in the front of our minds for the, the foreseeable future. Uh, and then on the baseball side, we're excited to get going. We're undefeated here. Hopefully that <laughs> continues. Uh, likely mean a successful camp. Uh, but more than anything, um, four consecutive postseason trips. Uh, our expectations are to make it a fifth, to make it more successful than last year. And our goal remains to to figure out a way to, to be the last team standing and, and think that is within reach. Uh, and we're ready to, to take another crack at uh, making that happen this season. So with that, happy to open up to questions that you all have for any of us here. Mark Topkin, Tampa Bay Times. Um, Eric and Peter and Kevin, I mean, you've talked about it a number of times last season, but just can you kind of run through the confidence factor you have in the offense of not adding a bat to this point. It's, it's been a little point of conversation during the offseason. It's my fault. I started it. I'll give it a shot. Um, I think it's something we've, we've started to touch on more recently as the market played out and we weren't able to add to the offense is just the importance of the continuity, the importance of the experience of a lot of our young players having a tremendous amount of talent and having gone through the ups and downs of last season, last season not ending the way that we wanted it to, and just the value of that experience, the value of having done it all together, getting a chance to do it all together again this year and be one year better off for it. Did that actually make other players better, though? Like, I know you guys got the back from injury, too. That's part of it. Yeah, the guys coming back from injury is definitely a part of it. Hopefully some, some better health. But we have so much talent on the roster. Most of it is young. A lot of it is relatively unproven. But the best players are unproven until they actually go out and do it. And we've seen with a handful of guys, you know, the example I like to use is Isak Paredes, where his year with Detroit, he was up and down, struggled in the big leagues, was pretty good in the minor leagues. And then last year with us, he had his feet underneath him a little bit more, and we saw the benefits of that. You guys scored roughly 860 runs in 2021, dropped down to about 660 last year. I'm assuming one or both of those are aberrations. What is realistic? What can this offense do? I don't think we like putting specific expectations or specific numbers on it, but I think we have the talent one through nine to be a really difficult lineup to face. We have a lot of different styles of hitter. We have a lot of contact, a lot of power, and we have a lot of team speed. And I think that's one element that we don't want to overlook is just how fast and how athletic we are with some rule changes that are going to benefit that. 
that the, the market didn't work for you in terms of ad in the bat. Does that mean that there is room in the budget as, as you go forward uh, this year, whether it's in the spring or at the trade deadline, if necessary, to make moves? Yeah, um, we did pursue some additions this this winter. Uh, it just, you know, obviously they didn't they didn't work out. Our our improvement was on the pitching side, but uh, from a budgetary standpoint, there were no restrictions that limited those pursuits. Those were decisions that of the players we pursued, you know, where we where we drew lines, uh, and the players we prioritized. Those were baseball decisions, and I'd expect that this team. You know, we have more opportunity afforded to young players that aren't proven than we probably, you know, if we were to draw it up, we would have done it. But that provides them more opportunity to play, to, to do something with it, and the flexibility we'll have to give them that and learn as we go. And if we need to make moves at any point, there's no deadline until the end of July. So as long as this group's competitive, we'll continue to be open-minded and the resources will, will be there to support it as needed. And then speaking to that, just what does the payroll look like right now? Is it going to be similar to what you guys had last season, or is it slightly lower? You're just going to gauge what the market has. Uh, fluid. I mean, it's that. I, I think, you know, we our payrolls have been what they are, and I think they're a reasonable um, indicator of where we're likely to be. But very rarely do we operate with fixed numbers. Um, there's you know, a range that we, that we target, um, but there's some flexibility within that. There's, a, uh, you know, uh, there's room to be opportunistic. Um, some pursuits over time um, have, I think, shown that. Um, and even a commitment to wander looking out, glass looking out a year uh, can speak to that. So it's something that we're not going to spend money just to spend money. It's got to help make our team better. And we drew some lines in terms of the players we felt that could do that best this winter. That list wasn't as long as we thought it might have been, I think, going into the winter. Um, but those are the reasons that we've stopped short. And like I said, that flexibility will be there. But I think a pretty good sense for where we tend to be with our payroll as well. And then were you surprised at the, the boon in the market that everyone was just sort of spending money left and right and the amount of money that was spent? I don't know. We, <laughs> we just we got to worry about our own business and, and focus on the things that that we can control. Um, we had one really targeted pursuit in the early going, and that was Zach Eflin, and uh, he's with us. So consider that a success. And um, and then beyond it, there's always, every off season, there's stuff going on with rosters around us that if it's finances, if it's trades, what have you, teams looking to get better, it's always going to be there. It's a really competitive division. Um, it's not terribly helpful or beneficial for us to obsess too much over it. we got to make sure we spend the time doing the things we can do to get better. Yeah, uh, the guys coming back from injuries. Can anybody provide a update, like specifically um, Glasnow and uh, I guess Wander? I mean, Glasnow certainly looked healthy to me his last outing, so I'm excited to see him on the mound. Uh, Wander is in a good spot. He's actually worked really hard this off season um, to get his body and you know as lean and probably as flexible as he's ever been so good for him and then as far as Brandon Lau uh, he has gone through the last month of normal batting practice machine batting practice just full go and not had any setbacks so we're really really encouraged by that sir Kevin um, every time going into spring training and, and Eric too uh, there's always question marks guys coming back from injuries 
guys on the way back, like we're expecting to get him back such such a month with the pitching staff, and it's been talked about. It, you have a solid five you can pencil in right now, but the depth that you have behind that, the guys like the Patinos who made starts when guys were injured, how much is that going to help you and how tough decisions is that going to make as you get this deep, deep staff together this year? Yeah, I mean, look, you want to have tough decisions, right? And and these guys do such a good job of, of creating as much depth as possible. I think you could make the case on paper, and it doesn't mean a ton, but on paper – uh, as far as starting pitching, we, we feel like we're in a good spot, um, and we hope that continues with good health. But uh, it's it will, will be exciting to watch these guys build up. And you know, you mentioned Louis Patino, Josh Fleming, Yanni Chirinos, Taj Bradley, and there's some other guys. But the, the the five that have kind of been labeled as our five starters, there's a lot of excitement around them. It's the first time he's ever been satisfied with our depth, so I'm glad that was on record. <laughs> Thank you. This is for Kevin Rock Raleigh, Tampa Free Press. This is very uh, different starting spring training here with the workouts, then going to the trop. Sometimes train, spring training can get a little bit long. I know you need it to evaluate. What, are, what might be like different or positive about doing something like this here at Disney? and then going to uh, St. Pete? Well, I mean, first of all, we're so appreciative of, of Disney for accommodating us. They've worked really hard. We've had a lot of people, like Eric say, within our organization work hard. It's been a very joint effort on both ends, so, so thank you to Disney. Um, I'm excited about it. I think we hit a lull every spring training. Most clubs, well, I don't want to speak for most clubs. Our club maybe does, um, and when you're competing and they don't mean anything. It's tough to keep that energy going. But having a transition after two weeks being here uh, and then the addition of being in our beds for an extra month, I, I think the players are going to welcome. I know the staff is excited about that. I'm excited about that. Um, and we also, every year we come to the TROP, we have some young players that aren't accustomed to playing there. Uh, we should be able to iron out those, those issues over the, you know, the, the month of March keep you on a roll here, Kevin. Um, just talking to a couple of the players, uh, it seems like a pretty sense of, of motivation coming off last year. I know from 21 to 22, some guys said that, and a couple of guys said, you know, just the sting of getting knocked out in the first round. I, I know you haven't talked to everybody yet, but what's your sense of, of that and, and how that can kind of be channeled? Yeah, I mean, look, the, I would expect that just because it's a highly competitive group. Um, and I think, you know, Last year, you could make the case that there, there were probably some more ups and downs than that were anticipated. There were a lot of good things, but there were some frustrating things, and it definitely ended on a frustrating note. We got beat by a good team to send us home, uh, but the mindset of this team is, is certainly to get to the postseason, but to get deep, deep into the postseason, and we didn't do that. So uh, there's a lot of work to be done, and trust that they're going to put forth that effort. And Kevin, for this spring training, how important is this one specifically, mostly with all the rule changes that the players have to learn? Yeah, um, our group has done a very good job of trying to get the rule changes out. We've sent messages. Uh, we, you know, you'll see in a couple days when live BP start, we've got some um, AAA umpires that experience that all season long. They're going to come here and talk to us, work with us. Um, so I, I think we should be able to adapt pretty quick. I like that Major League Baseball has made the point in saying we are going to implement these immediately when games start, so basically no grace period. 
I think that's the best avenue for, for our players to kind of figure it out right out of the gate. And hopefully after a month of doing it, we get into the season and there's more comfort. Uh, Kevin, you have a hometown guy in Zach Eflin bringing him on. Can you talk a little bit about just what he brings to this team and where you kind of see him fitting within this team? Yeah, I mean, look, Zach, he played in the World Series last year. He's kind of been there, done that with everything. He's dealt with some injuries. Getting to meet him early on in the offseason with no secret, went over to his house, met him and his wife, uh, just seemed like a, a really good fit. A nice guy, a guy that we, we'd like to think is on the verge of really doing some special things he already has uh, throughout his career, but hopefully he just continues to get better. Um, and I don't think we're asking Zach to do anything different than be the guy he's been. Uh, we have a very strong group of pitchers that we can put around him, and they can all complement each other. Hey, guys. Alex Walker, with Channel 9 here in Orlando. Uh, thanks for being here. What kind of, for people that are curious in Central Florida, what kind of fan access uh, will there be for spring training in terms of coming to games, watching workouts, and, and that type of thing? To my knowledge, uh, it's going to be run kind of like a spring training before games start. There will be access to get to the backfields and watch. Certainly, there, you know, there's security checkpoints and all of that, but very similar to how it's been in the past in Port Charlotte. And then I'm, I think we're all excited that we get to bring uh, a game back here to play the Yankees before we head out of here. That should be a good experience for, for both sets of fans. How also are you excited to just expose your, your product and your franchise to I know it's not a new fan base, a lot of Rays fans in Central Florida, but to, to show that spring training product on a different side of the state uh, this year. Yeah, I mean, I think the more people we can expose to Rays baseball, we think we have a really exciting, athletic, fun, young team that is capable of doing a lot of things. And it it's, has players on it that, are, at least for me, are extremely fun to watch. They're really good at what they do, and they bring a lot of energy, and they're just really fun to watch Tyler Glasnow go out there and pitch every fifth day. Right? It's really fun to watch Juan Franco play shortstop and just the things that he can do on a day-to-day -day basis. The more people that get exposure to that, certainly the better. Hey, Kevin, you talked a little bit about the rule changes. As you went through the rule changes coming up for this year, is there one in particular that you think could have a quicker impact on the game than pitch some of the other ones? Yeah, pitch clock. I'm personally excited by the pitch clock. Uh, our pitchers take their time, and now they're going to need to speed up a little bit. So, uh, no, look, I think MLB, they, they, they listened to the fans. They heard what the fans wanted. They wanted some more action, more offense, some more base stealing, and quicker pace of play. And I think they, they, they really did a good job of taking consideration from all different the, the fan base, base players, uh, front offices, and they put it together. So, you know, talking to, like, Brady Williams, who we hired as our third base coach, he witnessed a lot of that in AAA and a lot of our AAA players. After that first month, it seemed to sort itself out, and guys were really pleased with the results of it. We haven't had a chance to talk to a lot of the players yet. Tomorrow we'll get a chance, but the shift in particular. I mean, do you expect they're talking about, I mean, obviously offense and higher scoring games. Do you anticipate that big of a difference once the, once the shift in the in the clock and the pitchers and all that stuff starts to settle in? I, I don't know. I think it's going to help. I mean, the MLB, it's a very smart group. They've put enough research and data to tell us that this is going to help offense. Um, so I, I do think it will help. To what extent, I, I'm not sure. Just building off the rule changes, and, and maybe this is for, for you, 
Eric or, or Peter, but how much did that weigh into the roster construction, what you were bringing back, and how things could potentially change because of some of these tweaks to the rules? Yeah, I, I mean, we were certainly aware of it and certainly doing our best to guess how they're going to impact the game, but at the end of the day, it's mostly just a guess until we actually see it out there. I am confident that the impact of speed and athleticism is likely going to play up. You're going to have to cover more ground on the infield. The bases are closer to each other. There's a limit on pickoffs. These things are all tailored towards athletic players who are fast. We have a lot of athletic players who are fast. Eric, you mentioned in your opening comments about trying to break through and, and get to the World Series and win it, obviously. What, what do you, you kind of, as you look at this team, what do you see as the, the strengths of that ability to do that? And you know, I kind of touched on with Kevin the motivation maybe some of the guys have. Yeah, I mean, when a, a trip to the playoffs is a disappointing outcome, you're getting closer. Um, as we talked about at the end of the season, I think we've raised our bar competitively to where our expectations are. And, you know, I think when you look at this team as it is, the pitching side of things, we ended healthy. We showed how good that could be. Glass was a Cy Young contender until he got hurt in 21. Shane started an all-star game last year. Springs, Rasmussen, they did it very quietly, but their numbers weren't far behind if they were behind. And then just our opinion of Zach and what his potential is. That's one through five that um, someone's got to be one, someone's got to be five. But those are all guys that are mid to front of the rotation capable pitchers in our, in our opinion and, frankly, have demonstrated that. The bullpen, the track record of that group out there and the way that, that Kevin's run that group with Kyle and company, that's, that's there. That's been established. I don't think there's a whole lot to – in the depth, certainly – that can speak for itself. I think the position player side, and John, back to you know the difference in run scoring the last couple of years. Health is is a big factor. You know, health is going to be I think front and center with that. Down the stretch last year, Wander wasn't a hundred percent. Yandi wasn't a hundred percent. Brandon Lau was out. Those are those three guys. I don't make the lineups. He does. I promise. Uh, but <laughs> but I guess they're going to hit somewhere in the first four, and that three of the first four or five. Um, you know, up there, that, that hurts. Getting those three back and healthy and 100% where they are now should play a big part in that. Uh, and then you talk about the ascension of some young players. And Paredes took a step last year and hopefully has another step to go. But Josh Lowe, you know, top 100 prospect. Jonathan Aranda, top 100 prospect. Bruhan, the speed, the dynam- you know, being dynamic in the field. They're not all going to come through and perform up to their, their potential, but if a few of them do, combined with the health of those, the players we just mentioned, I think that puts us in a really strong position. Follow-up, we got Josh. This is talking about you came up down. You feel your confidence in that breakthrough. How big would that be if he does? It would help a lot. Um, our, our job security would be better if he, if he did that. <laughs> uh, so go Josh. Um, but uh, no, look, I, I think we made a decision last July in acquiring David Peralta to bring in another veteran to our group. I think that was needed no matter how it played out. And David fought through some stuff from a health standpoint as well. But um, Josh, there were signs in the weeks prior to that that Josh was starting to figure some things out, was starting to settle in, find his confidence. Um, some balls were finding holes with that. Things were slowing down. Uh, you know, at a point, at that point when we optioned Josh, it was a different response than at the end of April. You know, more disappointment, more feeling like he belonged and he was, he was ready to go. Um, sitting on that for a few months, the offseason, 
he's going to be ready. Um, this is a player that we believe in the ability, but we believe in the person more than that. And nothing's going to be handed to him. We'll see how it goes this spring. But um, like I said, I, I think he showed signs of it coming on before we made the difficult decision to send him out. And uh, he's someone that's going to be always better for the experiences he's had. It, it could be argued that it was somewhat risky and not improving the offense. But in some ways, do you almost feel more confident because you know these guys, even, even though there were injuries and, and maybe performances weren't what you expected last year, you know what to expect with these guys going into the season. Go ahead. I think that, that continuity part does help and allows them to play off of one another. I think we know what the strengths and weaknesses are of all of these guys as well as anybody. Many of them we've had for years and years in the organization. They know what they need to do to be successful. Our coaches know how to help them get there. And it's a question of execution, right? And we saw signs over the course of last year with a Josh Lowe, with some other players, of taking those steps. And now to have an offseason to kind of step back, work on it, hit the ground running, knowing what they need to do to hit big league pitching, that's a big part of it. I think, Kevin, just... Who do you look towards now as sort of that leader in the locker room? Obviously, you parted with a few glue guys there from, from last season. And it seems like you're moving into a, a different era here with some, some other players needing to step up into that role. I mean, look, we talked about the pitching staff. There's some more veteran players. I mean, we're not, I don't think, old anywhere. So we've got more veteran players that have had some reps. We certainly on the position player side, you know, you look at a guy like Manny Margot, and he was another guy that wasn't healthy at the end of the year that could certainly help us. Uh, just the, the quality of people that we have in that clubhouse, I think organ- naturally they're going to figure out, and all teams don't need to have that one leader. If, if there's a respect component and factor in the clubhouse and they all appreciate each other, you're still in a really good spot. 